You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast from your boy, Al Mega. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it because today we have an amazing independent creator. She is kicking ass. She's a comic artist and illustrator, right? She's apparently a massive monster lover and has an awesome Kickstarter out right now called Sunrise Blossom Volume 1 and 2. Folks, let me introduce the very talented, the one and only, Nina Daisy Abelene. Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me today to talk about yourself and this amazing project you got out on Kickstarter. 43 days to go, folks. You know what I mean? And, and, and this bad boy got funded, so I can't I can't wait to start even digging into your uh, crowdfunding journey out here. So let's do it. You know, tell everybody, you know, where you at right now, but where you OG from? Well, um, I'm an Italian-Canadian artist. I live in Italy. But I was born in London, and I've lived all over the world, pretty much. But Italy wow. is kind of my home. Where in Italy are you at right now? In the north, uh, close oh. to Lake Garda. Okay, awesome, awesome. So you, you uh, were born in London. So how many years were you were there before you started, you know, journeying you know, about the world, if you will? <laughs> well, I, I lived in London for my the first few years of my life. And in fact, when I was a toddler, and I, I have completely lost it, but apparently I had a very strong... Cockney accent when I was little. So apparently, like, my, my dad had a, a British and Italian accent. My mother had a Canadian accent. And I would go around the house speaking, Mummy, what's me colors? <laughs> oh, my God. That must have been funny for her. What an experience. I mean, how, did, how did Mama wind up in London? Or, or, or was well, it first or was it Daddy and Canada and the move to Both. London? Okay. Both actually, they 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 they're neither of them is native to London, and they kind of met there. So my my mom was in London because she was on a waitlist for a scholarship. Uh, I think maybe at Cambridge, but I don't remember. But in the end, she she didn't go. Okay. And my dad was in London because uh, he was young. He was in his twenties. He wanted to explore big cities, learn a new language, make some life experiences, and he's not my there mom. being a Mac daddy as a young man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then they got together. My mom's visa was expiring, so they were like, "Well, let's get married." Oh, so wow, they did. Really? Oh, look at that! Awesome. Well, good on them because they they, they they birthed such an amazing, talented young lady right here that is kicking ass. So. Talk about you growing up then, you know, it's in, the, in your pop culture roots, if you will. Like, who, who got you on? Was that something you found yourself? Or was it mama? Was it daddy? How did you find pop culture? Was it easy, you know, growing up for you to have access, you know, to pop culture material? Well, uh, I actually didn't really grow up with pop culture material in general at all. At all? Uh, like, wow. that was classic. Like, for me, when I was little, it was the classic, you know, Barbie dolls, okay. Disney princesses, classes, stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, my mother, like ever since I was very little, was a very was very passionate about mosaic art. So we'd always have like uh, like a shit ton of like 
mosaic art pieces all over the house made of uh, glass, ceramics, uh, smalty, all different uh, mirrors, all different kinds of, of materials. And to the, she loved it so much to the point that she even opened uh, an online shop to sell uh, oh, materials wow. to make mosaics. So I was always surrounded by cool. lots of artistic uh, materials because her main focus was mosaics. But she also loved to uh, to to paint and to go at you know like woke artistic events at times. And so like I, I grew up in an environment you know with like a lot of colors where like uh, artistic creativity uh, was very encouraged. And so like you know I was I had like this initial uh, encouragement or like this, this feeling that it was like good, it was okay, and it was great pretty much. And, you know, like exploring life bit by bit, uh, experimenting uh, a bit, I eventually found what I like to do. So like when I was in elementary school, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer and I had <laughs> notebooks and notebooks and notebooks filled with really bad <laughs> clothing <laughs> designs that were so bad, wow, but I, I was trying. Yeah, you're trying. That's the key word. Like, yo, yeah. mean, well, you got to do also. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Then in middle school, I started getting into comics. And I was like, whoa, nice. this is so cool. I want to do this too. And then I did it. Who introduced you to comics in middle school? Uh, actually, it wasn't really a, a, a who. It was mostly a, a circumstance that I kind of found myself in. Okay. Because um, there's a lot, there were a lot of like animated uh, TV shows that I was like sometimes like watching the afternoon after school or sometimes yeah. in the morning right before going to school. And many of these had comic adaptations of them. And I was like, oh, man, I love this cartoon so much. I want to read the comic. And then I did. And then I found that often enough, I liked the comic even more. Uh, because, you know, like the reading speed is different and the processing of it is different. Yes. And so I started reading more and more and more. And now I've got a library full of them. So what was your jam early on? Well, I guess... Um, well, it's a bit of a, an, a niche, and it's kind of old, so there's a very small chance uh -oh. of many people having let, heard of it. Let me pull out my pen right now, because uh, once again, I'm going to get schooled on something I've probably never heard of. Go ahead. <laughs> so the, the first series that I ever actually got into was called Zatch Bell. Zatch Bell. Zatch Bell. And never it was – it's, it's a Japanese series because uh, those were very uh, – What's the word? They were very... Accessible? Accessible, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because, like, Marvel and DC, those were kind of, like, just for, like, the super comic people that you could get okay. only at comic stores. While, like, these Japanese series, like, you could, like, find them on TV uh, on the afternoon, like, right after school. Which, okay. we, they were a lot more more common. And Zatchbell was... It, it's, it's a children's uh, series. Okay. And it was about this little alien boy... Who came into Earth? Who came to Earth? But apparently, like a hundred uh, little alien boys from his planet came to Earth, and they had like this magical book of spells, and they had to find the one human that could read their book of spells. And kind of like Pokemon, they had to fight each other. Oh, and really? yeah, <laughs> they had to human. fight. <laughs> and so like, and so like the, the, the humans would like read the spells and the little alien boys would have to fight each other. Uh, and the last, uh, alien boy or girl, technically, uh, that stood would become the new king of their planet. 
So basically, this sounds so much like Highlander. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, you know, only one shall stand. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, for real, only one. Whatever it was, I mean, that, that was a Megatron joint right there from the Transformers. So it's all yeah. like that. It's always iconic. There's always got to be just the one boss, all right? I beat everybody. Let's do it. Uh, and I'm, yeah, it's like it's what the... do you do though? Once you do that and, and beat everybody, what do you do? Don't you get bored? Well, I guess it's it's the the, the battle royale trope, uh, which is common in many in many stories. Like also, for example, um, the the Hunger Games, for example, has oh, that yeah. kind of trope, uh, and it's mostly something about like uh, overcoming your own weaknesses and becoming the number one. And 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 then in many series, like even Dragon Ball, for example, is technically mm-hmm. about something like that. But in many series, as soon as you become number one, or as soon as you become number one, you often find something that is like actually higher than that, and so you have to like prepare and fight that, and then you're number one again. But actually, you're not, and there's something even higher, and you, it's like I continuous struggle like that. Gotcha. So let me ask you here. So here you are, you traveling the world. You know, you're becoming, you know, this you know, manga army. Fine. Um, you know. Was it easy to find a tribe of like-minded, you know, people as you were growing up that enjoyed what you enjoyed or were you kind of the lone wolf? Well, when I was a teenager, um, the the kind of stuff that I liked wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Gotcha. So, like, now I, I'm a part-time you were, teacher. You were really cool before it was cool. You no way So, like, now like, I'm, a, I'm a part-time teacher and I sometimes work with kids. Mm. And, um, and like, so often idea. enough, yeah, often enough in classrooms these days, if I quote, um, an anime, you know, that like a modern anime, uh, like almost everyone gets the reference. I love it. Uh, these and days. Like, what but, a cool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually like one of the things that, that, uh, I know I would like focus on, like from the beginning, like, oh my gosh, this teacher likes Attack on Titan or whatever. Right? Like, you know, I if I converse with this adult person about these cartoons that my parents say, <laughs> you know, what are you doing about? <laughs> I know, my, we're, we're special people sometimes when the kids could enjoy their friending <laughs> with us because their mm-hmm. parents are like, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when when I was um when I was a teenager, there were sometimes maybe one or two people uh in my class would enjoy similar things, okay. but not the same as today. Like maybe if there was another uh kid in class who also liked comics, often enough it wasn't the same genre. Yeah. Uh, of stuff. Like if yeah. maybe I don't know, uh, I would like I don't know, something closer to Sunrise Blossom and they would prefer Dragon Ball Z, which is very different. So, And it's okay. Again, apples and potatoes. That's the word. We're going really different on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging it. So talk about when you really took it seriously <laughs> to start stepping into a creative journey. So here you are, a, a mm-hmm. fan, and you're loving and digging it, you know. Hard for you to find mm-hmm. your tribe, you know, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when did you start taking the creative journey seriously? Well, uh, the artistically, I started to, tar- to take drawing seriously. Um, still, when I was in, uh, in middle school, pretty much, which was when I, you know, I started, like, looking around for, like, uh, tutorial videos, books, and, you know, like, start to familiarize myself with the 
with the theory pretty much of drawing, like drawing lots and lots and lots and lots and have like notebooks and notebooks and notebooks filled with really bad art. But it's good because I was a middle school kid. So that was normal. Uh, you know, like drawing lots and lots and lots, practicing and studying anatomy. And that's it. Because really, honestly, who gives a fuck about color theory and perspective when you're 13? But <laughs> you're absolutely right. No one gives two craps about that then. You're just trying to find funny, cool, through everybody. There's my exactly. How, how dare you judge me? Until you look it up twenty years later, you're like, God damn, was I bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, then when I was uh, in high school, you know, I would experiment, you know, do more uh, illustrations here and there. Um, in the first few years of high school, I experimented here and there, doing maybe one or two comic pages you know just to experiment then in my senior year of high school I had this story in my mind that I really really liked uh which was which was called our name was uh yeah our name was Maya okay which was a story about this girl who was born with two souls in her body uh but when she died uh because the two souls were polar opposites one went to heaven and one went to hell and so the story was about these two twin souls, which were quite literally soulmates, trying to escape uh, one heaven connect. and the other hell to be reunited. Well, that is and... the story of soulmates just saying right there. I mean, that's what it is. Don't they say that? You know, we we each have a other half out there. It's really a true connection, if you believe in that. But, so but in this case... But they're heaven well, and hell. That's horrible. <laughs> but in this case also, uh, like... The protagonist, which or technically these two souls, they were born and they lived in the same body. So technically, like the girl herself, uh, and like yeah. when they lived together as one, uh, it was the home, the body, exactly. Was the, home, the body was, the yeah, was exactly, and lost forever. Exactly, and and the, yeah, the body's home. And and the girl's name was Maya. Like technically, she herself didn't have a soulmate because she was already whole. Yeah, pretty much because I mean, her her me. her soulmate was like inside her she, yeah, and so she, she was her own self-mate <laughs> yeah so i had the story in mind and i was like yeah i'm gonna try and do a comic and i did so two and a half a connection of like being almost a perfect human you're, you're like one with everything yeah you know, something like that soul, you found your soul both souls are connected into one body you would never split i mean that, that that's the nutty theory you, you need to elaborate more on that one and also because I'm a weed smoke, I'm really stuck on this right now. Like, it's fine. Whoa, I get this it. This is a good one. You get me? Like, yo, this is actually a really good one. <laughs> I like this. You gave me really deep on that <laughs> astrophysical stuff. Awesome. <laughs> so anyway, two and a half years later, and almost a hundred pages later, I finished the comic, and I was like, oh boy, this was fun. I like this. And so then I moved on to the next comic project, and. Uh, six years after I started, I'm still doing six comics years. nonstop. Look at you. All right. So talk about when you first took a step to put it public. You know, what was that step like? And did you face any internal challenges? Were there any internal monologue that you were fighting before you did it? Talk about that. Well, um, the from the very first well, from the very first time I started drawing, uh, and very regretfully there is proof of this on the internet somewhere uh, i always put my uh i would always post my artwork uh online so whether it be deviant art 
uh, Tumblr, Instagram, or whatever, depending on whatever year uh, it was. So, like, I, I could also, like, share my progress with everyone. And even if I did a really bad pencil drawing of a skull with a rose or something that, I don't know, something else super cliche, I would be... I would be like, oh, this is so cool. Look, everyone, I made this. <laughs> and of course, uh, not, there wasn't a lot of uh, response to it because it's honestly, social media, it's algorithm. It's not your fault. Yeah, no, exactly. Algorithm, it's media, it's numbers, and it plays by that. But you know how to learn how to trick it, and that's a whole other education that you Oh, the yeah, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely. You got to hire people that could do that for you. You, you tell me, I'll help you. <laughs> and so from my, my very first comic, um, I started publishing them uh, online uh, as web comics. And my, how my did first. How you learn about web comics, though? And, and, and how did you kind of not learn to publish them? Was, was there any learning curve for you there? As a late millennial slash early Gen Z, I was born with the internet in my hands. Uh, I, I, I know what to do. With my eyes closed, I already knew what to do. She's like drinking her baby bottle there, and the other hand is like typing while she's looking at me, talking about what she's talking about, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Ever since I was like, I don't know, five years old, I would play like freaking barbiesdreamhouse.com or whatever. Throat. Yeah, my daughter was also, you know, she a young lady herself. <laughs> yeah, she, born with the internet, you know, a monster on every platform. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that is okay. I, thank God I'm a geek. That way I don't get that lost. <laughs> but, but yeah, just even, like, quick Google research for, like, online webcomic platforms. Uh, like, back in 20, to 2015 or so, like, one of the okay. biggest platforms was Smack Jeeves. Um, then they did really bad business decisions and now they're dead. <laughs> now the, the biggest webcomic sharing platforms are Webtoon and Tapas. Yeah. And so, uh, I would experiment a bit, you know, like post on a little bit of all of them. Nice. And also like there was a lot of learning involved as well. So like with my first comic, and uh, as well as with like with the beginning of uh, Sunrise Blossom, my current comic, a lot of mistakes were made. But mistakes are just opportunities to learn in disguise. So it's okay. And I try not to dwell on that much. <laughs> but no, no, listen, man, mistakes or okay, failure, whatever it is, is a great learning, you know, mm-hmm. moment. Like, what did I do wrong? Let me not repeat that moment. And let's do this now. So, you know, by the time mm-hmm. you started getting successful, like how, how how long did that take that you felt you were like, okay, I'm I'm hitting the mark now? Oh, a long time. <laughs> that, yeah, you <laughs> saw that look, oh my God, when you asked me that, that would took a minute, son. <laughs> no, because like um like now like I, I wouldn't consider myself like successful just yet, but Compared to like two years ago, like I've done really big progress. I've, I've grown a lot. Like, um, on the Webtoon platform, for example, my following has doubled uh, since last year. So like, so yeah, (laughs) so yeah, lots of learning, uh, you know, like trial and error. Uh, like even my Patreon has been growing a lot in the past year, networking, experimenting, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. How do you learn the Patreon game? You know, you know, I don't want to ever ask for bread, but sometimes I feel that, damn, I'll use a little help. 
if you like what I'm doing. Because, <laughs> jeez, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into this and bread. And, you know, and life things happen sometimes. And, you know, you just thank God that I have comic books to sell. <laughs> well, the way that uh, I've experienced Patreon is that, sadly, most people don't give a two shits about my bread. They want the raisins inside the bread. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but they, <laughs> they want the, the the raisins, the cinnamon. They they, they scratch it off. I don't want the pang. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So like most of my patrons um, don't even read my comic, but they pledge to my Patreon because they really like some of my illustrations uh, yeah. that I've made, especially in the past couple of years. And uh, so I don't them some exclusives then. Some that. exclusive, yes. Okay. Nice. And normally, most of the time, my commissions are closed because between comic uh, job and regular day job, like my schedule is, pff, is, yeah. is pretty, is pretty yeah, full. You and me both. I get you. My ass, my old ass, is falling asleep back at nine a.m. nowadays, at uh, nine p.m. <laughs> I'm bushed. Like, what is wrong with me? Oh, I get that. I get that. Uh, but like on, uh, on my Patreon, uh, at some levels, I offer monthly commissions. So something like if you pledge, if, if you pledge $15, uh, a month, then every month I give you like $15 worth of a commission. So something like one month I do the very rough sketch. The next month I clean up the sketch. The month after that I do the land art. The month after that I do the flat colors. The month again I start rendering and oh, continues until so the illustration is the done. Steps and all. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Cause that way, yeah, cause that way people like get like a full rendered high quality illustration and it takes some time, but because they're only playing, uh, sorry, only paying $15 a month, it doesn't tear a hole in their wallet either. Yeah, oh, that's a great idea. So talk about this awesome project that, you know, that we see here, Sunrise Blossom. But even before we get dig into that, let me see. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You got the book called. Done. Yeah. The first, the first volume is that. already done. Yeah, I, I had a crowd. See, let me see the width on that. Oh my God! Let me see how thick that. Oh my, folks! Two hundred and twenty-three pages. Holy smoke! Look at the size of that book, Court and black and white, traditional mm-hmm. manga, but read normally, not 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 in the mm-hmm. other style. <laughs> so I, I had a crowdfunding. No disrespect when I say yeah. normally. I'm just saying American normal as opposed to you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had a crowdfunding campaign last year to fund the the first volume. While the current uh, campaign focuses on, you know, like both getting uh, the first volume reprinted uh, as well as getting the second volume printed and out to share. Awesome. So let's check out this trailer, folks. Let's check out the awesome trailer. Oh, he's the bad guy, though. Ooh, look at that. 
Live on Kickstarter. Let's talk about the amazing project right there. It's right there. Yeah, you, know, you had a five hundred and seventy-one dollar goal, and you at nineteen thirteen with three days. So congrats, congrats! Thank Independent you. creator kicking ass. We love to see that. So talk to us. What is Sunrise Blossom? So um, the first volume, uh, if in particular. Uh, is a coming-of-age story about Ivy, a young falcon harpy who is abandoned by her birth mother and later raised by a family of owls. One day, while she is traveling with her sister to learn about human culture, they have an argument because uh, they're still dumb, naive teenagers and they are separated. Until Ivy is picked up by a human woman, Violet, who helps her discover herself and bloom into womanhood. But... After a dramatic turn of events, Ivy discovers her feelings for her human companion. While Volume 2, so the the synopsis for Volume 2, Ivy has been separated from her family, enslaved, and had her heart broken. But the young falcon harpy stays strong and perseveres. She believes to have finally found some peace with the kind old... uh, Kind of hot, also. Yeah. Fatherly man. He looks like but, Mr. Brawny, too. The Brawny man a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when his real daughter shows up, it's time for Ivy to return to the woman she had fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So there's some drama going on here. So she Oh, so much person. drama. Holy so, so what was the inspiration? Where did you find, you know, you know this, the inspiration to create this? Well, um, right after high school, uh, soon after graduating high school, I went to a comic school where for three years, uh, you know, I was taught, you know, the, the basics of, uh, you know, comics, you know, all like, uh, like, you know, like all the, the art basics, you know, like anatomy, perspective, uh, character design, how to ink, uh, how to do a comic page entirely in black and white, you know, how to study uh, light composition, panel composition, you know, all, all the comic stuff. And in my second year of comic school, one of the assignments that they gave us was to do a, a short four, five, six page project on absolutely anything we wanted so long as the style was not realistic. Okay. So because at that point we had almost we had almost exclusively worked with like realistic or semi-realistic styles. A realism so, type. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So something like a, a little bit like Marvel and DC to give you uh, an example or even like a little bit more realistic than You're that. You're doing that Alex Ross type stuff. You know, that looks yeah. too real. 
<laughs> exactly, because uh, Italian comics, uh, you know, like it, as they are in Italy, tend to be very detailed and very realistic in their design. Okay, an artist come out of Italy, though. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you see those comics; they blow, they blow motherfuckers out the water in the states. Yeah, you know what yeah. again? But you know, but the distribution ain't here for people to see. You know that quality of art. You have that honor, though. I, I'm going to talk to you, ma'am. I'm, I'm going to need you to send me some books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, some of the, the teachers that, that I had at that school, they were just like, like, holy shit. Like, mind-blowingly good. But, like, it, it's also sad in a bit because, like, so many of uh, so many Italian comic artists, especially those who maybe were a bit more, like, prominent in the 90s or a little bit in the 80s, they're, like, kind of washed away now but it's like really sad because they, they're like even mentally they're like stuck in the 90s and don't know how to use the internet to their advantage so like they have the artistic well, skills of a fucking greek god but I they know. don't know how to market themselves well, online but, and they struggle but, to make ends meet and it's but, so sad you know, oh my god thank you for even mentioning that because that is truth there's so many legendary creators out there like folks listen Reach out to me if you need help. I would be more than happy to either help you or teach you how to make the time to do this. I swear, Nina, you have brought us such an absolute great point because all these, you know, people are much older but don't know. Because again, I'm going to give you a perfect example. I've said this a couple of times on the show, but just again, I want this. I want you to understand this impact. Imagine going to a convention, and then people are like, it only. One section away, people are lining up for Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. No I love Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda yeah. Connor so I much. I freaking stand no. Holy Quinn so much. No. I've got their freaking tattoo them. on my back. I call them the Jay-Z and Beyonce of comics because they are mm-hmm. comic book royalty. But Ooh, then yeah. what, what, what I'm trying to say is, could you imagine that only the next row, there was an empty table? And you know who was sitting behind that table? Mm. Marv Wolfman. No one was there. No one. That me and my boys stopped and we hung out with him like for a half hour. One of my buddies, shout out to Semper Frost, the professor, Buddy Young for No Price Podcast. He was almost in tears. He goes, bro, I'm about to cry. Like, why is no one giving you your flowers here right now? But then I'm so happy. Like, a couple, like eight months later, next thing you know, He's on the CW show Crisis. They're giving him his love, his recognition, and now people are giving him love again. I mean, why does it take a show for people to like, like show the love? Come on, man. You know, if you read the books, look up, look up at those names. If they here still here, give them love, especially the mm-hmm. George right now, which we're gonna lose soon. You know, because of the fucking C word cancer. I hate so much, but you know. Please give him his flowers. If you appreciate him, show him that love. Please, you know, one yeah. of the greatest Puerto Rican comic book artists that uh, ever existed. I'm proud as a Puerto Rican. And he shares my last name. You know, is he pre- maybe my uncle? I don't know. Should I look that up further? <laughs> but talk about this. But look at this art. This color. So is this an oh. all you project? Oh yes, it's it's entirely it's entirely me. Uh, the the writing, the scripting, storyboarding, penciling, inking, and coloring, how do you do lettering, this formatting. Here? This looks so dope. Uh, well, a lot. The for some of the backgrounds, I I use uh, external help. So like uh, like uh, referencing from images, 
sometimes even manipulating so them. So photorealistic and you manipulate it? Sometimes, depending right. on the complexity of you the go, Yeah, I thought some of you going to be the next, you know, you're going to be like the female Jack Kirby when he was using the photorealistic with the comics <laughs> on top. Oh, come on now, let's do it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, but of course, like, uh, if I, I use images, which I don't do very often uh, at all, it's normally for like very, very, very complicated and detailed scenes. Yeah. Um, but then again, like, I don't just like slap the image on there, but like I manipulate it. I change the colors, the values so that it works with the, with the background. So anyway, to, to finish answering what you were, what you were asking me earlier, uh, I was given, we were given this assignment, uh, you know, to work on a four or five, six page comic on whatever we wanted so long as it wasn't, uh, realistic. And at the top of my head, I, I had this idea of a woman driving her car at night, uh, and accidentally, um, hitting uh, a bird uh, with her car while while driving at night, uh, and then we're seeing this injured bird lying uh, on the on the street, who is which is absolutely terrified, bringing the bird home, and you're know, like wrapping its wing or something, like saying, "I'll bring you to the vet tomorrow. I'll bring you to the vet tomorrow. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And then the next morning, waking up with a half naked bird lady <laughs> in her bed. Uh, and after I did that assignment, I grew really attached to the characters, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I like this concept so much! I, I'm gonna make this my next project." What did the and class did. think? Jeez, what did the class think about the project? Uh, well, everyone had their their own project. Like honestly, I don't okay. remember what my classmates made because it was several years ago. And who cares um, what they make? Yours is better anyway. <laughs> But I do remember Ooh. that at the end of the year, I brought uh, what I had made, you know, like at the end of every year, we would bring our portfolio for an exam review. And my, my teachers didn't like it very much. But like at the same time, those are like Italian artists with their own hyper-realistic standards. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, they wanted to draw like it's a Mona Lisa or some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, you guys don't know how to use Instagram, so whatever. And look at this. Hey, look at Kitty. Is that the tail <laughs> that I saw in front of your face earlier? No, actually, it's another one. This one's black. Oh, look at So this one is Ebony. <laughs> and she's under my computer Ebony at the, the moment. Of course, that's what they do. They're like, let me interrupt any interview you're doing. Pay attention to me. How dare you talk to someone else? Yeah. I have a kitty, too. That's the same thing. Um, poor kitty. She's six months old, and she's uh, starting to go into heat. But the vet said that she's physically still too small to be spayed. Yeah, I get it, man. I got to do the same thing to mine because it drives me crazy. But thank God it's cold out here because she's kind of cool right now, not that season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the time to try to take care of it. But I also feel bad. Like, who, What right do we have to do things like this to creatures that live? You know, I hate it. But whatever, I understand. But look at that cutie. Wow, look at those eyes. <laughs> That's a cutie. All right. So, t- oh, damn. What is this? That's what you're talking about when you talk about commissions? Sometimes, yeah. So, well, oh. these are actually some traditional pieces because I, I mostly normally do uh, digital artwork, uh, you know, because like it, it's faster and it's a medium that I work better with. But, yeah, but occasionally. You're a monster, yo. Check you out, yo. Don't do not, like, even d- look at this. Holy smokes. You'll love it. Thank Great you. Work. But occasionally I like to pick up a brush because, like, traditional paintings, uh, like, I don't have to worry about deadlines and I can just, like, relax and take have my fun. time. Yeah. 
Listen, some artists need that because if you let them have fun for a moment, then they'll give you the work that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Don't rush them. That's a process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and talk about this. What are these stretch goals? I mean, how many have you hit thus far? Based the on first two have been hit. Mm. Maybe, just maybe, we might reach the third one by the time the campaign ends. Maybe, let's do it. Maybe. Let's do it. Three days, fuck support. Hey. I mean, look at these hot stickers, hot images. Wepa, look at this. Yo, come on now. Who don't want this? Mm. Magnets. And all, oh, nice. You should do some cards, too. People love collect the cards. You could do it the old Marvel style with your whole universe and give them their power-ups and all on the back, too. You should do that. I'm telling you, that would be nice. And what's this? In the pre-launch <laughs> phase of the campaign, I made a bunch of memes to promote it on social oh, media. Yeah, don't tell me this is Christmas in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made a compilation of some of my favorite ones. Where, but that's why Robin getting slapped by bats all mm-hmm. the time. How dare you? <laughs> and what's GL Comics? Talk to me. What's that? GL means girls love, uh, which girls is love. a hey. which is a comics genre that focuses on mostly lesbian romance. Okay, okay. And talk. To, you know, I know people must be out. Why are you not asking? How dare you not ask yet? Talk to me about that flower crown. <laughs> this one. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, I was looking you up everywhere so I could find some good pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, she keeps wearing the crown. What's up? <laughs> I need to know what's going on here. So I didn't want to do this too early. I want to leave this towards the end. So y'all people that were, were like, yeah, uh, what are you going to ask? Yes, I'm asking now. <laughs> well, uh, the flower crown, uh, it's it's recognizable. Pretty much. So, like, when I go on, like, uh, shows, live streams, conventions, people see the flower crown, and they're like, oh, you're the flower crown girl. I, I saw you on the other show. Uh, or I saw you at that other convention. Or I remember you. Or, oh, you look really familiar. Were you in one of these shows? And so uh, it makes me more easily recognizable because I'm the flower crown gay bird lady. God, and, and, they, and they should recognize you for your talent. And I love this one. I fear no man. But that thing, child, scares me. <laughs> let, me let me tell you, I feel this so hard. Hell yeah, yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> a, a child put a grown man to his knees. No! Oh, God, what do I need to do to make you stay quiet? Wow, look at it. All right, son. And uh, how do you hook up? These, these are other people that are touching your works here? Because this is dope. Son. Look at this. Now, these are are some friends that have campaigns uh, either up now or coming very soon. Oh, I just posted about this one today. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful artwork, too. I mean, send your friends our way. I'm here to support. Comic supports everything comics because comics are for everyone, no matter what. I don't give a shit. For me, it's not about color, race, you know, sexual orientation. You know what comics are? Humans. Amen. Humans enjoying pop culture. So as mm-hmm. humans, it's just love what we love. And if you don't like it, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you fuck shit about it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> For real. I, you know, I've, I've had people tell me, oh, but without criticism. I mean, you know, you know what? You know what I mean? But why does your criticism matter? You know, just support what you love, endorse what you love. This place is not a place of hate. I'll tell you that much. We're not about that, yo. 
And, and I hate you that I see a lot of platforms use that as, as an avenue. Like, yo, we here to support everybody. I, you know, I don't care. Yo, you, you guys are making awesome comments. Everyone is making awesome comments across the board, right? So why mm-hmm. not just celebrate that creation, that creation, that creative process, the wonderful stories, the wonderful human stories? <laughs> you feel me? And you get it done. Like you're kicking ass here. I love it. You know, Thank you. And, at, and, you know, and I had to conversations in pop culture. This is something that needs to be had too. <laughs> you inspire me just with this image. That's why. Gotta bring that up. You know, conversations is all about that too, man. So I dig what you're doing. God bless for you being brave and bold, Nina, and, and, and sharing you. your stories, sharing these awesome stories, doing things that are different. I mean, why not, yo? Everybody needs their heroes and everybody needs their, needs to see things that, you know, that they, in fact, can connect with. And I appreciate when I see a little piece of everything and everybody on this planet being shown, you know, via such a creative platform like comics, via amazing creators like yourself. So God bless, homie. Thank you. I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) So any last words here where I want you to give a piece of advice based on your journey? Well, if um, if anyone is interested in, uh, you know, like getting started in comics and thinking like, yeah, this is cool. I want to make comics too. For the love of God, start small. <laughs> start small, please. Because baby if you... <laughs> baby steps. It's like exercising. You can't lift 100 pounds the first time you... you you bent. You I can't. Don't bend past a hundred. Go for that forty, fifty pounds. See what you got. Exactly. So half, start half your weight at least. <laughs> yes. So start with something that is maybe like uh, uh, I don't know a short ten-page project. So that way you get an idea of what the process is like. You familiarize yourself with it. You become more used to the the creation process. Find what works for you, and if you're able to bring that small 10-page project to completion, good job. Pat yourself on the back. You've already done a lot better than so many other people who claim to be comic creators out there. And if you manage to make it past those first 10 pages, awesome. The next you can try making a 30-page comic. And if you're able to do that, wonderful. Then you can start maybe doing 100-page or 200. Or at, at, at that point, you might be more familiar with it and Doing even, I don't know, what 200 page comic might be more manageable for you. Or you can do something serialized based on a 200. Do the 200, break it down, like you serialize, now you're ahead by about five issues and you can keep going. Mm-hmm. I love it. That is great advice. You know, be a forward thinker, get it done, and just do it and don't be afraid. You know, for mm-hmm. real talk. So, folks, for real, I've been showing this up, but you got to hit up Nina's link tree, which is Nina. D Aberlene, which is N I N A D A B E R L E I N. Okay, folks, on link, which is L I N K T R dot double E. All right, for my listeners that that uh, I can't see, and of course, please go to Kickstarter right now. I need you guys to look up Sunrise Blossom Volume One and Two. Mm-hmm. It's right now on Kickstarter. We got three days to go, folks. So you know, show Nina the love. She's already done it. You know, she, she, she's like, you know, way over a goal. But you know what? It never hurts to keep, you know, unlocking more and more so you can get that. So everybody could get some awesome swag, if you will. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And with thank- the yep. and with the first two stretch goals already unlocked, anyone who orders any kind of physical tier gets free stuff. Hey, hey, free! You hear that? So you pay a little, but you get more free out of it. Total mm-hmm. bargain, folks. This is the real deal by an amazing creator all the way from Italy, our favorite food area. Come on, man. At least it's mine. <laughs> I may be Puerto Rican, but I love you, my Italian food. I, I mean, I, I was telling Nina earlier, like, if I go to Italy, they would have to roll me into the plane. <laughs> and even so, I'd be overweight. Thank goodness I'm in America where, you know, they don't cook that well. <laughs> oh, I only, it's that wifey. She's a murderer and cooking. But thank goodness I try to keep myself in check. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So with that, everybody, thank you again for tuning in. Please follow Nina and everything. You know, link. You know, l i n k t r dot double e at Nina D Aveline, which is n i a n i n a d a v e r l e i n. All right. And please, you know, support the Kickstarter. Look up Sunrise Blossom on Kickstarter. You guys will absolutely love it. You know. It's, it's that, that, that manga feel, but, but it's from a Canadian that, that, that was born in, in UK that is now in Italy, but giving you some, some of that, you know, anime flavor. I mean, how, how diverse can you get here, folks? Jeez, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I dig it. Your, your style is unique and God bless with that, folks. That I'll just tell you what to do. Okay. But if you check out these banners real quick, please follow me anywhere. On, on social, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Real Almega, please follow my extended podcast family at UndercoverCapes.com. You know, it's no price podcast, the Film of Crusade outside the panels, the old times comic book show, and a whole lot more of people that just you know are fans. And if you like what what you're listening to, please yo you know like, subscribe, turn on the notifications, please give us a review, drop a review on the podcast platforms, folks. We need that. All right, thank you for tuning in. You know, you rock. Uh, Thank you for next, having me. Absolutely. And until the next project. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 